0: Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in
1: life's journey. We are now in Kova Insurance.
0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Everybody and welcome to Shake Them Ropes. Rob McCarran, Jeff Hawkins with us as usual. It is August 26th. It is the end of August already coming up here, and uh, we're here to talk for the next hour or so about WWE. We're going to run down all of what happened on Raw last night, as well as the big stories going on. Jeff Hawkins, hello. How are you today? <laughs> are you there? All
1: right. I'm here. I just uh, the music needs to be potted down a little bit.
0: Oh, are you? Is it blazing in your ear? Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it uh, it so, wasn't for everybody else, so maybe uh, I'll fix that later.
1: Okay. I was like, "Wow, new music!" It's like, Jeff, are you there? I'm like, "Is he? Is the music gonna go down? Because it's blasting in my headphones." Sorry. right now.
0: I think that was. I think that's Skype's fault. You know what Skype does is whatever sound is going uh, through them, they try to make it all even. Like you can't have one sound going light and then one loud. They all try... It tries to even it out.
1: You can't have levels?
0: Yeah, not going... I I can have levels here and you can have levels going into Skype, but Skype will even them up. They're Mm not... Skype doesn't allow the levels, I don't think. And I forgot that momentarily. So while you were hearing blazing music... Everyone else was hearing a faded out Kevin Steen theme, which I play <laughs> in honor of Kevin Steen's first week in WWE.
1: Hmm. Okay. So last night you could have watched semi famous people making long-winded speeches, or you could have watched the Emmys.
0: Yes. <laughs> yep, we uh we got not a lot of the uh the wrestling on the show. Certainly got a lot of talking, yeah. and not a lot of uh I think it's been talked about now over the last 24 hours, but not a lot of star power either on this show. You didn't have Triple H and Stephanie. You didn't have Brock Lesnar live in the building. You didn't have Dean Ambrose, no Randy Orton, no Chris Jericho. Uh, Not that all of these people are missed by any means, but uh, certainly a lack of the star power. So that is why you got John Cena in the front and back end of the show and previews. I I think they probably... Showed a video recap of the opening segment at least twice an hour on the show last night.
1: It's funny. I was I was trying to decide whether or not it was just a lack of, ah, we're going to get creamed by the Emmys in the ratings, so let's not try very hard, or trying really hard to write what seemed like a great television scripted program
0: that just failed miserably. I couldn't decide
1: which they decided to do on this
0: one. Yeah, so we will get into a full rundown of uh, of the Raw show. Before that, a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. Now, last week we did our show on Tuesday afternoon, mm-hmm. released it, and about five minutes after I was all done recording everything and editing everything together, when we spent a good 15, 20 minutes on the show, kind of wondering what Brock Lesnar would do at <laughs> Night of Champions. Will he face Batista? Will he face John Cena? Will he even be on the show? Is he going to face Roman Reigns? Uh, five minutes after we were done, it was announced that indeed we'd be getting John Cena versus Brock Lesnar in the rematch for the WWE world heavyweight championship. Uh, so we've had a week to think about, uh, why they're doing this, what we're expecting out of it. And then we had raw last night, but before we get into the whole show, what were your initial reactions to hearing John Cena getting his immediate rematch? Uh, and what are your thoughts today on John Cena getting his immediate rematch?
1: <laughs> I didn't I wasn't terribly surprised that John Cena would get a rematch, but I I thought for sure it was going to be a much more wounded and vulnerable Cena getting a rematch and not the one that we saw last night. Um I,
0: I kind of on that when I first heard that they were doing this. Now, they announced it on Main Event is where everyone first heard it and you know Triple H says that John Cena he demanded this rematch. He invoked his own clause. So it's not like... um, I, I didn't watch main event live. I heard on Twitter. I started seeing tweets that they're doing this rematch. And I thought, okay, well, maybe they're doing something like Triple H is putting John Cena. Like, he knows John Cena's going to get a rematch. So he's doing it right now. So that John Cena can't have his rematch when he's completely healthy. Like, let's shove him right into it now. So that way we fulfill the contract requirement but he's not going to be 100% going in so we can keep, you know, our guy, our plan C Brock Lesnar as the champion. Uh, And then we see that, no, it was John Cena who invoked his rematch clause. He wanted the match. And that kind of threw that idea out the window. Um, There are certainly a lot of different ways. If you want to give him this rematch right away that you can go about it. Um, I, my first initial reaction was, it was a little silly the way they went about it.
1: Oh, this is the worst way they could have gone about it. I think it does the opposite of what they're intending to do. They want to build drama and anticipation for this match. And they just, they, they, they rushed it far too quick. Uh, I thought my initial reaction when I heard John Cena invoking his rematch clause was that John Cena was not going to make it to the match, that this is going to be the kind of thing someone steps in Mm -hmm. and there's a replacement kind of like kind of taking a bit of a dig at the UFC perhaps. Sure.
0: No, I, I thought about that too. Like, okay. And especially as they were going into raw announcing Bray Wyatt versus John Cena, I thought, okay, now they're announcing all these matches for him, but he's going to be too injured to do it. He's going to be, he wants to do it, but every week on raw, he's just going to get beaten up and beaten up because he's not a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's what I thought. This is going to be, this is going to be the John Cena self-doubting, can I come back and, and overcome type of storyline? Almost. It's funny because over the week, uh, Heyman retweeted a, a photo that, that I liked. Someone had photoshopped uh, the Death of Superman cover into the Cena logo. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it sounds like that kind of storyline. And the funny thing is, that this this match that they gave Cena on Monday is part of that storyline but a it's the wrong guy and b it's it's far too soon to be doing this it's far too soon for him to be this is nexus cena this is cena taking a, a ddt off the concrete bouncing off and hopping in the ring and beating two guys this is this is the cena we don't like this is this is indestructible cena and and it's far far too quick 2 weeks after what was supposedly the worst beating of your career to now be showing not only no side effects, but almost like you took super soldier serum in the back and came back and can take on the world now.
0: But he didn't bleed. So he he's A-OK.
1: It's, it's still insane. It's, it's absolutely insane that you took 15 belly to back suplexes and now, hey, nothing wrong with me. and But I think part of it's also the McMahon mentality where people want to see the stars and this is just entertainment. And if they don't get to see their characters do their favorite things and the people are going to leave disappointed. So we have to do that. And it's just, it was, I was angry. I don't get angry at a lot of angles.
0: Well, we've seen it before where in the summer I, I go back to 2011 when CM Punk won the title at money in the bank. And a lot of the talk is okay. There's a lot of different ways you can go about it. And then the very next night, a tournament starts for the WWE title. They're like, okay. Uh, And regardless of what you thought, okay, maybe uh, whoever wins this title, eventually down the line, CM Punk will come back and they'll have Mm -hmm. this title feud. The very next week, John Cena wins (laughs) the tournament. CM Punk comes back that night because you realize uh, there's just not a lot of star power on the show. And we're right back here this week. There was not a lot of star power even with John Cena back. So imagine what the show would have been like without John Cena. Maybe it might've been Fun still, but not a lot of people to go around I to just fill up these three hours.
1: I find the star power argument lacking because you control the star power making element. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't turn around and go, We have no stars and then fifty fifty book and expect to have stars. It's utterly ridiculous. So if you have no star power, you have no one to blame but yourself.
0: Yeah. I I can see that. And you had the stars they are making uh, on the show. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. Uh yeah, it was I just couldn't believe that they were going back to the rematch this quick. Um I really can't believe that they're going to give the title back to John Cena this quick too. Uh but nothing is out right now. It very well could happen that John Cena might win the title back at Night of Champions. And his legacy.
1: I I, well, I wrote you this this week, did I, did I did we say whether or not I had mentioned what I thought when they put Cena in this plan, into this program, originally? Say say it right now. Okay. They basically said, we have a path. We have long-term booking where Cena's going to win the title at Night of Champions. Daniel Bryan is the conduit to give the title to Brock, who we will, because then the subscriptions come up, And the big star here is John Cena, and we will crown him our champion of champions. Well, Daniel Bryan gets injured. We can still put Cena in there. It's just going to be a short title reign before Brock takes it. And it'll be another short title reign before Cena gets it back. But that'll make him an even more powerful champion in the eyes of the fans that we're writing for. I think John Cena's getting the title back. Unless this is an epic swerve. And if it is... God bless him cuz I'm fooled right now.
0: He very well could if if Brock Lesnar's fooled. not if Lesnar's not going to wrestle until Royal Rumble um or even all the way till WrestleMania. Yeah? Uh, you have the next 4 months you have to get through. You have September, October, November and December you have to get through with a champion on house shows. You can have John Cena do that, feud with Seth Rollins with the money in the bank briefcase. Um yeah, I'm not necessarily worried. Worried isn't the word because if they give it back to John Cena, okay, yeah. You know, in the grand scheme of things, all right, whatever. But yeah, I'm I'm leaning that way. I, the same reason why I was leaning towards John Cena winning the Summerslam match. Yeah, you know because you can keep the title there. John Cena's your guy. You can keep him as the WWE champion. So it's kind of the same mentality. If if they're going to rematch so soon, then I think right now sixty five percent. I would put my money on John Cena winning the title back.
1: And if they do give the title back to John Cena, it's an indicator, Uh to me, it, it finally finalizes what what you know what I suspect. They don't write the show for adult fans in mind. They're really looking for the kids. This is a comic book. This is a living comic book, and John Cena is your comic book hero.
0: Yeah, and the majority too, because the majority at the same point, it's not just kids. I mean it's adult women it's uh obviously it's the kids too but I'm sure there's he's got a pretty good fan base among the males also I well mean, do we
1: do we think that the fan base the adult male fan base and the adult female fan base don't like well-written thought- out stories or do they just want to turn their brains off and watch wrestling for three hours three hours
0: three hours well I will answer this with uh, a piece of news that I am going to bring up here, and it is the Monday cable ratings. So I am going to describe to you the shows in the top ten of last night's ratings on cable, and you uh-huh. ask, and you can answer your own question: whether people just want to turn their brains off. The number oh, one I show know, last I know, night. I
1: know the answer to this question. <laughs> Love and
0: Hip Hop Atlanta. Oh, God. Fast and Loud on the Discovery Channel apparently.
1: What is fast and
0: loud? Don't know. Okay. T.I. and Tiny 4 on VH1. Love and Hip Hop Atlanta 3, another hour on VH1. Atlanta X's and The Real Housewives of Orange County. So you can answer your own question whether people just want to turn their brains off and just watch whatever. Those are the top 10. Of course, I left out WWE because those were three of the top 10.
1: And the Emmys? Oh, no, uh, this, this is, is all cable. cable. This is cable. all cable.
0: The Emmys are well, the number one broadcast show, and you you don't really have to think about that too hard.
1: I'll, I'll say what what it means to me. It means they've lost the African American demographic completely. <laughs> I mean, yeah, judge, judging from the shows, if they, uh, ever, the,
0: if they really ever had it.
1: Oh, I, I they had it. They, they had it. They had it during the Attitude Era. Uh, maybe the, the young, hip, urban. Yeah, they did. Okay. Wrestling was cool at one time. Um,
0: but yeah, that's your main event for Night of Champions. Is, but uh, every,
1: oh, everything about this Raw uh, with John Cena. Oh, the,
0: really? the, oh we're going to get to the Raw. The, 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 oh, okay. We're we're going to get to the Raw, you know, calm down I thought, there. I thought, I thought we were just going to go calm. into the, Cena, hey. the whole Cena thing. I'm sorry. Oh, come, we're going to get into it. You know, I, I know you're a former member of the Mean Street Posse, so you're a little aggressive. Just calm down. It's going to be all right. Uh, but before we get to the full Raw rundown, I wanted to uh, talk about the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. They're putting some new programming up there. Yes. Uh, first of all, I was a first-day subscriber to the mm-hmm. WWE Network. I subscribed on February 24th, the day after Elimination Chamber, when it first came out. Okay. Did not take the free trial. Just gave him my money. Said, I want this. I don't want to mess Shut around up and with all take the take my money! Didn't want to mess around with all the craziness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Worked out. Never had a problem with uh, watching the network. It's worked perfectly for me. I watch it on what seems like a million different devices, not at the same time.
1: Now let me ask you, which device uh, works best for you? Because I just started watching it on a second device and I'm kind of liking it better on that one. Well, I
0: watch it on the TV through Apple TV. Okay. And then I'll watch it on my iMac. All right. Those are the two main devices. Occasionally when I'm out and about, I might flip it on to the... uh, There have been times where I'm... Not watching raw live, so I'll tune into the network on like my phone to see what's going on in the pre-show, just to mm. see what's announced occasionally. But generally, it's those two devices: Apple TV and the iMac. Okay,
1: I, I've I've watched on my MacBook and my iPhone. Um, my PS3 and I just got an Apple TV. Yes. Um,
0: the Apple TV works out quite a- well. Roku Apple TV, works well too.
1: Apple TV is great in terms of watching it and I don't get interruptions in the stream. The problem is they don't have the chapter markings on there like they no. do on the PS3. The PS3 does, but the problem is the PS3 stream yes. for me just gets wonky. Yes. Apple TV
0: does not have the chapter markings. The iMac, uh, obviously the website version does, which definitely comes in handy. Um, you know, try and do a, I was showing my buddy's kid once the uh, the Brock Lesnar Undertaker match. Mm. And you have to scroll, you know, for what seems like 10 minutes yeah. fast forwarding on the Apple TV just to get to that match at WrestleMania 30. So that could be kind of fixed in the future. But I bring all that up because my subscription ran out on Sunday, August 24th. Mm. My subscription expired. I did not. Pre-renew, I did not set up for auto-renew. On my account page at WWE.com, it says my subscription is expired. So, how am I going to watch the Monday Night War episode 2 that debuted today? Oh, I'll just go on and watch it like normal, because I still have access to the WWE network. Even though I am not officially a a subscriber. You're a thief! Hey, they're giving it to me.
1: If there are any local authorities listening right now, Robert McCarran is a criminal.
0: I just logged in. (laughs) You know, it's up to you to give it to me or not. And I am right now watching the WWE Network Journey to SummerSlam is on the story of the shield. And I am not a subscriber of this network. Now I've told people this and I've gotten answers like, oh, well, since you didn't partake in the first week trial, they're probably just adding it on to you. No. First of all, there's no week trial going on right now. So they would have to individually go into accounts and say, oh, you you can st- keep watching it. I don't think that's happening. Second of all, it still shows that my subscription is expired. So if I got the first week free, like when it was initially a free week, it wouldn't say my subscription is expired right now. It would say I would still have a week left. But yeah, I'm still able to watch this network. I watched episode two of the Monday Night War today. Hopefully I'll be able to watch episode three, which is debuting tomorrow. And uh, I'm just going to ride this wave until they make me pay. You're complaining about getting free stuff. I'm not complaining. Okay. (laughs) I'm not complaining. I'm just saying this is uh, not the tightest ship they're running with this network.
1: Man, those Monday Night Wars uh, documentaries. I hope those scrappy WWF kids can get it together and overcome these
0: insurmountable odds that they face. I, I was watching the uh, rise of the NWO today, and I'm pretty sure the WWE won't survive. Mm. I mean, their ratings are falling. WWE, uh, WCWs is rising. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, they lost their two biggest superstars. I don't think they're going to survive.
1: I mean, and it's not because the WWF at the time had crappy programming and terrible stories and shitty gimmicks. It's It's, you know... Whatever, I I can't, I can't buy into the, uh, into the whole underdog story of, of the WWF rising up and overcoming and everything being WCW's fault and, and just that whole narrative. I'm, I'm, I'm more than excited to have a whole lot of nitros on there.
0: I'm, I'm pretty excited for the nitros because I didn't start watching WCW until, uh, early 97. Wow. Yeah, okay. it was it was when the Sting stuff was really going on. Uh, I, I've told you this. I've said it on their show. The first time I ever watched WWF was Jeff Jarrett's return where he cut the shoot promo. Oh, jeez. That was my first thing I ever saw, wrestling-wise, mm. was Jeff Jarrett cutting that shoot promo. That's why Jeff Jarrett to this day is still one of my favorites, because he's the first guy I saw. And you just, you put that first guy, and that's why Ultimate Warrior is a favorite for a lot of people. It's the first guy they really saw. You that's know? true. So Jeff Jarrett was the first guy I saw. WCW, the first thing I saw was the Sting uh angle where it would come down from the top of the buildings into the ring. So I was a big Sting fan. So this, this is the first stuff I saw, but I never really got to see the 95, 96 nitros. And that's yeah. what I'm interested in going back and watching. You know, I'm not gonna binge watch them. But every once in a while, maybe if there's a big episode I know about, I'll go watch that. Uh, But it's exciting to have some new content on there. New content that they're adding when first tier subscribers like myself, when we subscribed on the first day or first week, you know, our subscriptions are theoretically expiring. Yep. Yeah, it's new content. You can go on there and this is what they're going to do every six months. Put some new stuff on there. And this is exactly what they should be doing. Now, what they also should be doing is making sure expired subscriptions cannot log in and watch the show unless they're paying for it. But again, not complaining.
1: I recall pre NWO, the, uh, the nitros, the first few ones were very hard, hard sell jobs. You know, you had the first one in the mall of America, which had some good matches. I believe a Liger and Pillman was on Mm -hmm. there. And of course the appearance of Lex Luger. Oh, what's he doing there? Um, But, you know, it was all big, a hard sell for Hogan quite a bit, which by, by the time, by the time that started, I was just like, man, I I can't stand Hogan. I'm sad at what he's doing to a company I love.
0: (laughs) I, uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. I I think this Monday Night War documentary, you know, they're, they're cramming what seems now like a a few months into one hour talking about it, which is fine. I mean, it's a short-term documentary. It's probably not going to add a lot of new stuff for for longtime no. fans, but it's a quick kind of it's an intro to why wrestling was so big in the late nineties to newer fans. Uh, we're talking this Monday Night War began in nineteen ninety-five. You know, almost twenty years ago. There are eighteen year olds who are wrestling fans right now that didn't that weren't alive during the actual Monday Night Wars. I I, I think I was reading someone on uh on a message board somewhere said that you know, this Monday Night War show is boring. It's all the same stuff we've ever seen. Well, maybe you who's 35 or 40 years old that lived through it, even myself yeah. for a little bit, who's 27, you know, we lived through a lot of it, but there are 20 year olds right now that weren't alive through this. The last, the Monday Night War DVD that WWE put out was back in 2004. So the last time you got a Monday Night War reel, you know, uh, documentary of any kind was 10 years ago. So there are 15-year-olds that probably weren't watching it back then that might be somewhat interested in it now that can subscribe to this network and watch this.
1: Well, it's also interesting. They, they didn't do this this time, but if you really want a completest version of these Monday Night Wars, they should start around 94 with ECW and it getting hot with all the guys that WCW and the WWF eventually took. Because you have that footage you can now add in there as well. Um, because that's really what made Nitro start to get hot. And then once it hit the NWO, it got huge. But you had all these guys like Benoit and Jericho and the Luchadors, and and whatnot. And then in the WWF, they took Taz and Steve Austin and mm-hmm. these other guys. And that's what really kind of, I mean, say what you will about Paulie and, and ECW, they were the feeding. They were the breeding grounds for the Monday night wars on right. both sides.
0: And you talk about completist. Well, this is the thing about the WWE network is so you have this hour long documentary. Every episode is an hour long talking about this. If you want yourself to go and be a completist, you can be because ECW TV is on the network. Yeah, you know, Nitros are on the network here in the next week. Raw's will be on the network. You can actually go watch every show when, When WWF was doing uh, WWE 24-7, the on-demand channel on cable, the Monday Night War episodes were showing the entire Raw and then the entire Nitro back-to-back. It was like a -a four-and-a-half-hour episode of the Monday Night War because they were showing you the Raw and the Nitro from the same week. Well, now you get this hour-long documentary if you want the short version, and then you can go reference it by every single episode of TV that week. And I know it's not complete right now, but it will be, you know, episodes are being added, right? You can be a completist at this. They're giving you everything that you could want pretty much except for real in-depth interviews from every single wrestler back in that day. True. Although you can, you can find much of that on like Brian Alvarez's WCW book or, you know, online content elsewhere.
1: And maybe the only things you don't get are the dying days of Smoky Mountain and USWA. But other than that.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on here, and I I know there's a lot of negativity. There's a lot of positivity with this network, but people are focusing on the negativity. True. Here I am maybe just being Mr. Optimist, but there's a lot of stuff out there on this network. You know, thousands of hours. You're going to have every single episode. Yes, it wasn't on there right away, but again, my point always was if you get everything out there all on day one, yes, you're going to retain a lot of subscribers, but there might be some subscribers who watch all they want to watch and then get rid of it. You have to be growing your service. Rob never apologized for being an optimist. The world needs more of them. Well, I'm not going to be an optimist (laughs) here on the show over the next 20 minutes as we talk about raw. Actually, I might actually be, but uh, that, that was my take on uh, I, I thought the second episode was pretty good. Again, episode three debuts on Wednesday on the WWE network, but a lot of new content. It's a pretty exciting week. Uh, they're going to show up. Jeff Hardy's uh, documentary from 2009 is going to appear on the network tomorrow. If you're a big Jeff Hardy fan, uh, or maybe you're a an eight-year-old and your parents got you the WWE Network and you don't know who Jeff Hardy is, you can go watch the Jeff Hardy documentary. Um, putting a lot of stuff up on there right now. It's good. a it's good two weeks, and then you're going to have Night of Champions in September when you get to see your hero, John Cena, win the title back. I really like the shield documentary shield doc was good. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one I thought it it got a little tiring towards the end. I think the, the first half hour was really interesting. You got to see John Moxley uh, stuff from the independence. You got to see Tyler black stuff from the independence. You got to see the story of Roman reigns, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose. And then they went into which going in, you knew it was going to happen. The last 20 minutes or so of the documentary was back into WWE character going towards SummerSlam mode. And I kind of got bored with that. No, you weren't the only one. Yeah. But good stuff on there. That's the stuff they should be doing. Yes. Documentaries like that. Do some, you don't have to expose your business by showing that these guys were independent stars. I mean, the CM Punk documentary is one of the best they've ever done. And most of it was before he ever got to WWE.
1: Yeah, the stuff that supplements the current product is is yes. really good when they take the time to do it well. Yeah. Much, you know, like the like the fight vignettes for SummerSlam were fantastic.
0: Mm-hmm. The, the Brock Lesnar DVD back from 2002 when mm-hmm. they showed his pre-story. And, you know, I think you could do another documentary on Brock and it would be amazing with the last 10 years he's had. Oh, no doubt. Hey, just some awesome stuff you can put up on there. Uh, but we talked about all the awesome stuff that can be going up on the network. Let's get into Monday Night Raw. And because uh, we had our show on the SummerSlam fallout last week, not a lot of other news happened. We're just going to go through the entire show. Talk about the big things, the worst things, all that stuff. But I start with the fact that throughout this show, we are going to hear a lot of references of death. (laughs) Wow. What, am I wrong? We heard a lot of references of death. You're, you're not wrong. I just didn't notice it. My goodness. We, I mean, people dying in wombs, people dying at night of champions. We had a eulogy literally on the show for Christ's sake. The death of good taste. There was a lot of death on this show, mm. which is ironic. Maybe not ironic is the word, but I, uh, Like toward-
1: rain on your wedding day.
0: The Emmys were last night, like you mentioned. And <laughs> I was, uh, of course, I'm watching Raw live. I'm writing up my uh, recap for F4W online. Right. And I take a break in the third hour. So I'm really tired of this show at this point. I want to get something to eat. I want to cool down a little bit. And I walk downstairs and on the TV on NBC, I walk down right as the In Memoriam is starting on the Emmys.
1: Always the best part of every award show. Sarah Bareilles is singing
0: and she's just a sweetheart. And they're doing the In Memoriam and all these guys. And uh, they get to the Billy Crystal eulogy of Robin Williams, which was amazing. Billy Crystal was great. And he was trying to hold back his own tears as, he, as he's getting through this. He gave a really good speech. I don't think the video clips they showed to Robin were the best ones, but they, they did a really good eulogy of Robin Williams. And I'm thinking... I just saw a eulogy for Dean Ambrose who isn't dead. And it was awful. You want to talk about bad taste in wrestling. That was probably the worst thing on the show. Is that they're doing eulogies for non-dead guys in a PG era. It was just weird and out of place. Just went on too long. And it went on too long. And Seth Rollins was talking and talking.
1: I turned off the Emmys after Andre Brouwer didn't win. I said, these awards are a joke.
0: I didn't watch any of the awards after the Robin William piece. I was done with the Emmys. I'm probably going to go back and rewatch some of it. Um, Modern family continues to win, which if you're a modern family fan, I guess. Okay. Um, Yeah, but there are better comedies on TV right now. I believe.
1: Yeah, but it's the John Larroquette theorem. Once you win one, you get that halo that you're a quality television show, yes. and you continue to win despite. And I, and better, I thought that's, that's
0: why nominees. they would win it. I thought that's why they would win it last year. But I thought we were kind of over it this year. But I don't know. Um, very interesting conversation about the Emmys for all our folks. As it turns out, a lot of folks from overseas listening to shake them ropes. Not so nominated. Thank you all. WWE. Not nominated. So, no.
1: Let, let's get to the show. Let's get to Raw.
0: John Cena returned. John Cena is back. He interrupted a Hall of Fame forum featuring Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, and Ric Flair. Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels hating on John Cena. Hating on his mm-hmm. chances, I should say, Yes. to beat Brock Lesnar. Ric Flair was actually gushing over John Cena. Best champion of all time, 15 times, best superstar ever. But he's going to lose at Night of Champions. And then Hulk Hogan, playing superstar hero, Said, no way does John Cena lose. Did you did you watch the Extreme Rules match? Dude can take a beating and win, and that's what he's going to do at Night of Champions, apparently not realizing that at SummerSlam, he took a beating and lost. hmm Yeah, John Cena's back. No signs of wear. Ran to the ring. Super serious tonight, no jokes. Saying that he is going to not just beat Brock Lesnar, but beat his ass. Exactly. What do you think about super serious John Cena?
1: Yeah, I thought that part of the promo was fine. I just thought not being injured was bad. I thought the Legends roundtable was terrible. There was no chemistry whatsoever between the three of them, and they were obviously scripted to, to almost the syllable. Uh, it was, it <laughs> H- was a fun thing. Once- Hogan, Hogan saying, you're
0: not done yet, brother, made me laugh because you know, he's sitting there going, I got one more run in me too. Right. And once once they started going, like each one said their piece, and it could be ended right there. But they just kept going back and forth, and Shawn Michaels was forced to basically fill time by repeating the same thing three times, uh, and then John Cena comes out. Well, Again, it's
1: funny because any any criticism they then backtracked and went, "But I'm not saying anything bad right, about John right. Cena," and you're like, well, "Why can't we have one guy who just doesn't like Cena?" Once How
0: you about get that, once you get past the fact that he was back so soon, the segment yeah. was okay for the fact that John Cena. We keep asking him to be serious about an opponent, and he was.
1: I was hoping Brock was going to come out and kill all three.
0: <laughs> keep hoping for that. You keep hoping during these legend segments, he just destroys uh, somebody.
1: Well, it needed it. And then Cena could be mad about that. But, you know, the Cena part of it was fine. It, it just, the the entire package of Cena tonight just irked me to no end and we'll we'll continue to get into that there would be
0: more with John Cena later on uh speaking of other unstoppable beasts Rusev beat Jack Swagger via ref stoppage so I noted that if Rod Zapata who was the referee during this match would have been the referee during Brock Lesnar and Cena at SummerSlam that match would have only gone three minutes
1: well fascinating you say that because I thought when I was first watching this, this was the ending I was thinking for the Night of Champions match between Brock and John Cena. I was thinking ref stoppage due to Brock killing Cena because Cena just was too injured to go, and he was wounded, and he should have never gotten in this match. And so the ref stops it before he takes serious damage. That's why I thought the placement was here. And then the match later on with Cena just dispelled all all yep. my thinking on that.
0: He's better than ever.
1: My God, you know, they, the, the Swagger and, and Rusev are selling injuries from two weeks ago mm-hmm. that weren't nearly as serious as 15 belly-to-back
0: suplexes. I don't know those ankles, man. Those ankles are hard to recover from right away. Rusev was selling that ankle, uh, which is fine because he was doing a great job. He was selling the left ankle, which is the one that Jack Swagger puts the submission on, but he was pounding and kicking Swagger with his right leg. So he was using the good leg to do all the beating. And, of course, Jack Swagger uh, just down, getting kicked, beat up. Rod Zapata ends the match. Jack Swagger fails his country again, JBL noted. Then Bo Dallas, the next segment, walked out to the trainer's room, told Jack Swagger that he not only let himself down, but he let his country down again. (laughs) But he can get his country back if he just Bo leaves, continuing the Bo Dallas and Jack Swagger deal. Which would the be best. funny, because that's not the end we would see with those two either. No, it's not. Um,
1: the best thing to me is always the reverence with which JBL gives Bo, Bo Dallas. Sells it like nobody else.
0: Yeah, he's inspired. Yeah. And why wouldn't you be? I, You know, I maybe there's something going on. Maybe all of JBL's business dealings over the last year were be inspired by the brightness of Bo Dallas. Or his wife's very high intelligence. Probably two. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a U.S. title contender match. Cesaro getting his win back on Rob Van Dam, saying mm-hmm. enough of this, enough of this old man. I'm getting my win back, and he did beat up RVD. Not a very long match by any means. Gets the win with the neutralizer, and uh, then we had silliness.
1: <sighs> yeah. Oh. We can't give Cesaro this mid card belt. It'll just it'll just ruin what we're building with him. Oh look, he's in a he's in a match for the mid card belt now.
0: Hooray! Sheamus They're, and Cesaro played a little hot potato with the title. Cesaro grabbed it, threw it back. Sheamus at him.
1: is terrible on commentary.
0: Yeah, he's not. It was casual Sheamus, as we're so used to seeing when he's not in the oh, ring, Hair's I'm all nothing. down.
1: And- Loving Seamus. Mm-hmm. I like to fight and drink and. Yeah, okay, great.
0: Likes to fight. Well, he's going to have a fight because that's our match at Night of Champions. Sweet. <laughs> Cesaro and Seamus in the battle of foreigners with one name going for the title.
1: In the battle of upper mid carders with nothing to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Natalia has a new look. Yes. Maybe it's not entirely new. I think this is the first time that she wore the short tights. Last week. Was it last week? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I asked about it, I believe. Oh. First time I noticed it. You got the short tights. So I guess that's good. You know, change up your look a little bit because you've been the same person for the last four years.
1: All I can think of is, is it's a Vince-pleasing move because I, I think about the story of Jericho where, yeah. where Vince looks at him and goes, Why are you covering those legs? Those legs are sexy. Or <laughs> <laughs> something like that. And and so after that, Jericho started wearing uh wearing the trunks,
0: and a whole new career was made. Yeah, uh, so
1: maybe maybe it's like, well, well, before we gave you all the the fat jokes and all the fat, you know, angles and whatnot, and and now that you're showing your legs off and showing you're in shape, now we're gonna
0: revitalize our investment in you. So Paige beat the new investment in Talia. <laughs> beat her via Fall with the page turner in her ever-growing plan to rotate her finishers one week it's going to be one move the next week it's a different one all about how she feels that day uh and then we had aj lee coming out to out crazy and out les out on page she hugged page tight she kissed her hand she was gushing over page and Paige didn't really know how to react to this. Well, if probably most were... of America didn't know either.
1: Oh, well, if that happened to you, you wouldn't know how to react either. Her beauty I... would just overcome you, and just—I don't
0: know. I think I would actually. If AJ Lee, if I was standing in the middle of the ring and AJ would did you... the exact same thing,
1: I know how I'd react. Well, you'd start chanting CM Punk.
0: No, <laughs> most of the crowd did though. You had you had Paige in the ring. You had AJ in the ring. And the males in the crowd are chanting for another dude.
1: What is wrong with these people? Well, it's Anaheim. Never mind.
0: It's Anaheim, California. They don't know how to react to anything. That's right, Anaheim, I'm burying you. Unlike our fans in Austria, who are awesome. We love
1: Mozart on this show.
0: That's right. Um,
1: And Salieri.
0: Okay. I'll go with it. What about... uh, before we get to the eulogy of Dean Ambrose, do you have any other thoughts about this AJ Lee page thing? Uh, whoever's writing the divas sucks. <laughs> that's, that's my thought. I don't know what they're trying to do. Cause right now it doesn't feel like something that's going to end at night of champions either, but I don't I know if they're going to do I, it. I
1: think AJ's going to turn
0: to Page's side. I, I thought the, are the, and be a team again. I, yeah. This is so weird because originally when the angle was kind of. um, You, you didn't really know what they were doing, but we kind of did. Like it was obvious Paige was setting up for a heel turn on AJ. It was a little ambiguous, but not really at the same time. I thought that was clever, but now they're trying to just out clever themselves.
1: Yeah. I don't think they know. I yeah. really
0: don't. And no one's going to get over because you don't. You know the the crowd kind of cheers AJ, even though she's been probably the bigger dick during all this. I'm just waiting for him to see if they're going to bring someone up from NXT because what do you do after AJ Lee and Paige? What other woman do you have on the roster that can step in and t- be taken seriously? I could have said maybe Natalia.
1: You have? Do you think being taken seriously is a? is a priority for the Divas division yeah. because they're, they haven't, they, all they book is all women are catty and crazy. Not That's really, all but eventually
0: you're going to have to have someone who's taken seriously. If you want to get anything, because when AJ Lee was the champion, she was taken seriously. She yeah, was, she was crazy, but then she was taken seriously. She was beating women. No, you're right. You have Charlotte and NXT right now, who is the whole division in NXT is serious and it's getting crowds involved with them. I mean, for the second straight NXT special, the women's match is going to be one of the main events. You can do something like bring a Charlotte up and and have the women wanting to go after this, this strong woman who's the superstar. You can bring a Rebecca Knox up. You can bring Bailey up. There's, there's women down there you can bring up who can be taken seriously.
1: Oh, but NXT is booked like a sport, whereas WWE
0: is booked like entertainment. Right. And I'm not saying you can be entertaining... The Charlotte stuff in NXT is very entertaining to me. No, I feel your pain
1: is what I'm saying. But I'm saying that there's a disconnect between what goes on in NXT and then expecting that same thing to transfer
0: up. I just wish they would do something like that because I think they, you know, instead of the women being filler for 10 minutes, it could be one of the better things on the show.
1: Oh, I wish they'd take everything about NXT and and shift it over to be the... Eh, Not everything. Well, not everything. But I mean, in terms of the attitude and how they approach it. Take that and put it on Raw because I'd love to have Regal being the color guy on Raw.
0: The, the next NXT TakeOver special is on September 11th. So on a show next week, we'll probably do a little bit of a preview for that NXT show. Okay. And that's when I will get to my thoughts on this Enzo Amore fella. <laughs>
1: are you, are you, do, you a, have, do you have a rant about Enzo Amore?
0: I have a rant about Enzo Amore. So stay tuned next week on our show if you want to hear the truth. About Enzo Amore,
1: I apologize to our fans in Italy in advance.
0: Uh, It's not about Italy. I think big cast (laughs) is great. Maybe I like Enzo. Maybe I hate Enzo. I don't know. You'll have to tune in next week about the Enzo Amore program. Uh, We had the eulogy of Dean Ambrose. He is dead. Mm. This was our this is our first or second reference to death on the show. This was our first, I believe, first reference to death was the eulogy of Dean Ambrose Mm -hmm. with Corporate Kane. And Seth Rollins.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Kane introduced. He said it was not the morning of Dean Ambrose tonight. It was the celebration of the future. Of Seth Rollins. Out comes Rollins in his all black suit. Everything is all black. Except for his yellow streak of hair. And Rollins continued to. Scold the crowd. Blaming them. For being the ones who destroyed Dean Ambrose. Because they were in fact the ones who chose the false count anywhere match. So if it was only a no DQ, Dean Ambrose would be with us today. And Rollins went on and on and on and on and on. He said the career of Dean Ambrose could be summarized by two words. Those two words. What if, what if Dean knew his place? What if Dean realized Seth was the superior athlete, how the world could be changed if Dean just knew to be number two and not try to be number one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and, they should have just done the joker eulogy from the original batman movie say i'm glad he's dead and then have set through like a soft shoe on the grave of his career I, would have done the same thing this was they left him out there far too long and they left him out there they left him out there to die that's was, the irony it's a funeral thing and he's out there dying
0: i was watching scott steiner eulogize kevin nash on the 2001 nitro right here it just it went on a long time. The only thing that wasn't there was the casket in the ring. But they had a picture of Dean Ambrose, which not the best picture you probably could have chose, but I think that's no. why it fit. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're Seth Rollins putting together a eulogy, wouldn't you use the worst picture possible of Dean Ambrose? Yeah. So it made sense.
1: It needed to be more sniveling, heelish one instead of explanatory, expository,
0: uh... Not cheap heat, but slow heat. Well, you know, they did what is now... It's obviously their new plan for long promos like this. They don't want to get the guys. Even though at the same time Seth Rollins did this, Seth Rollins cut to a video in the middle of the eulogy. Yeah. Showing their past weeks of feuding. And then he continued to proceed to talk about the past weeks of feuding. So either pick one. If you're going to do this thing where you show a video instead of having the guy get over the story... Don't have the guy spend another five minutes trying to get over the story. I would prefer them just to leave the videos alone. You know, the videos that they produce sometimes are awesome. They don't need to be shown in the middle of promos.
1: It it was taken far too seriously for what it was. Just let him be a dick. And you know what? They should have just started having, having a eulogy. And then just pulled out like birthday hats or something and started celebrating.
0: He said we would never see Dean Ambrose again ever. And this brought out Roman Reigns, who was finally standing up for his... Former partner. His his buddy. His buddy. Roman Reigns came down. Uh, Kane and Rollins tried to uh, beat him up. They failed. And Roman Reigns got the better of both of them until Rollins was able to escape up the ramp. Mm -hmm. And this upset both of them. And that would also come into play later. Because as you see with Raw now, the first hour sets up the last hour of the show. Yes. Backstage, Stardust told his brother that uh, tonight the stars were aligned for them. To capture the cosmic key. So that was that was our match. We were getting a tag title shot with the Dust Brothers, who are going by the name of Gold and Stardust. Yes, that's the tag team name. Uh, completely ignored in this whole process were Slater Gator, he Slater and Titus O'Neil. Who have gotten wins in both singles competition and tag team competition, including over the Usos, did they not get the lost,
1: They just lost last week, though. Doesn't matter. It does matter because they they pushed the when we get to the Slater Gator part, they were pushing the win streak, and they had just lost on Superstars to two midgets, little people. Sorry, didn't mean okay.
0: <laughs> no one watches Superstars and the Dust Brothers. Lost to Slater Gator just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So give Heath Slater and Titus their shot, but we didn't get that tonight. We got Gold and Stardust actually beating the Usos via countout, and this was all to set up the heel turn that no one was expecting
1: and that nobody wanted.
0: Gold and Stardust. People wanted to
1: cheer them, and and that's a... <laughs> da, 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 da.
0: Um <laughs> what I originally thought was going to be a short term thing for Cody Rhodes doesn't look to be that short term no, anymore.
1: Not at all. Um this tag match was my favorite thing about Raw up until <laughs> up until the knee injury, which is the worst sell of an injury I've seen in a few years.
0: Yeah, Jimmy Uso goes he goes for it, a dive on on uh who was it, Stardust. Stardust hits it. and hits it, lands.
1: Stands up. Yay. And then does oh, Rodney, da- Rodney Dangerfield from Caddyshack. Oh, my knee.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. <laughs> knee hurt. And then does his terrible limp job back to the ring to try and beat the count. And then the inexplicable heel turn. Yeah, so <sighs> looks
0: like that's going to be a rematch at Night of Champions 2. The heels, the Stardusts. Against the I Usos. Guess, I guess because we don't have Rybacksel to kick around for a while. Don't have Rybacksel, you killed the Wyatt's. Aye, aye, can't bring why? up can't bring up the Ascension.
1: Uh, can't bring up the actually, Vogue Villains. A team that two teams that people like that actually work well together. Nope, gotta turn one heel, kids.
0: Can't bring up the Legionnaires. Can't bring up Big Cass and Enzo. Can't sign the Briscoes. Can't well can't sign the Briscoes. <laughs> The Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar video tonight, you know, cutting these videos because Brock Lesnar won't be on TV, but you want to keep his presence on the show. Uh, Again, Brock Lesnar, this was our second reference to death. Brock Lesnar threatened that at Night of Champions, it would be John Cena's last night on this universe. I doubt that. He was going to kill John Cena, dead, so that he can't keep coming back. He didn't want a... A revenge of Shredder situation on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He wanted to kill him. Wow, that's a pull. Can't come back. Well, anytime I can reference Kevin Nash as Super Shredder, I try. Okay. I try too. Um
1: I I, you know, Brock's believable, and Brock has some heft behind his words. That's all it really takes. I would say so. He,
0: He beat up John Cena on Sunday night, or at least we thought he did.
1: Yeah. I mean That's all it takes for wrestling to be a star, really, is for people
0: to think you can kick people's butt. This is what you should aspire to one day, Jeff, is uh, be such a big star that you don't have to fight your own fights. That's what The Miz did on Monday. (laughs) The Miz brought out Damian Sandow to wrestle in his place. He was the stunt double of the night. Dolph Ziggler proceeded to completely destroy Damian Mizdow. And Miz then fired Sandow as his body double. So bad night for Damian Sandow.
1: This was a one-month angle blown up in a week. This is a holding angle. I loved the idea because it, it's it's one of the few times they've done a natural extension of a B character. It, okay, Miz is a Hollywood actor. Doesn't want to get punched in the face because that's his moneymaker. Okay, what else is true? Actors have stunt doubles. Loved it. Loved the idea. But... If this were the 80s, let's say, this this would this would be a cool cooling off period for a feud. Miz would have the belt and he'd bring in the guy in his stunt double and at one point you'd have a squash match where Miz is wrestling and he'd tag himself out and replace him with his stunt double who would then do the move. And it would be funny and people would enjoy it and people would be talking about it for years. Now you get that whole one month kind of story in 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 the matter
0: of five minutes. It would certainly make more sense if Miz was the champion, and you want to get more heat on him for the eventual yeah. Dolph win. But Dolph's win came out of nowhere, and uh, now they got to keep this feud going with kind Other of things. the wrong man in the program having the belt.
1: Yeah, and and you know you could have you know uh, don't get me wrong the stunt double eventually has to get destroyed, but that's part of the story. I mean it's it's a pure mid card storyline that they just rushed through all of a sudden. So disappointing. I like, I like Damian Sandow a lot. I think he, you know, they give him crap and he turns it into
0: magic. So he's, he's trying. Um, Jerry Lawler had this brilliant idea. He thought he could be the one to bring the Bellas back together again. His plan did not work out very well. So we had Nikki Bella, Bree bella in the same ring for the reconciliation nikki proceeded to be the biggest bitch you could ever imagine to her sister just calling her names mocking daniel brian and our third reference to death nikki telling Bree that she wished Bree would have died in the womb so that nikki wouldn't have to be a twin
1: well, we should have known because Jerry Lawler's expertise is with blondes, not brunettes. That this was going to be a failure
0: from the get go. Bree wanted to talk as Brianna to her sister Nicole. Not, I thought not as Nick- WWE performers.
1: Yeah, that part was lame, but I thought Nikki overall was pretty good. Nikki here. was awesome. I thought she was pretty good. To be honest with you, it's a crap storyline, but but Nikki's great. Bree, I mean, all Bree has right now is people insulting Daniel Bryan. That's all she has. And that's all that keeps this whole thing going. To be honest with you,
0: yeah. I, I, if this is their idea just to keep Daniel Bryan's name out there, I don't think it's really working that well. We're gonna have a Nikki and Brie match, most likely. That'll probably start with a lockup.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, there were there were times where I'm watching Nikki going, "Wow, she she's got now that plastic just reciting lines thing," and she's actually putting some emotion behind these words. And it's actually coming off semi real to me. Although then, then the womb
0: line came in. I just went, huh? Died in the womb. (laughs) Brie was crying from basically the start all the way through. Jerry Lawler thought Nikki was going overboard. So Nikki told Jerry to get his old ass out of the ring. Love that. Stay out of it. Old man. She said, Nikki slapped Jerry Lawler.
1: Stay out of Riverdale. If
0: If this was five years ago, Jerry Lawler would have pushed Nikki down, called her an idiot. This were 15 years ago. Tommy Dreamer would have pile-drived her. Yep. Yeah, Nikki and (laughs) Bree continues. Bree And I thought it was smart that they kept Stephanie off the entire show because you did really want to transfer this feud to the Bellas. So you kind of got Stephanie out of mind. You know, not just that she wasn't involved in this segment, but she was completely off the show in general. And that's a smart move. Yeah. And I think that's how we're going to see it for a little while too. With corporate Kane back, Kane can be the somewhat authority figure and you can keep triple H off the show. Um, yeah. Especially if he's going to be the baby face at this live NXT special, which I know they don't really care about. You know, triple H is always the baby face on NXT, even though he's the heel on WWE, but that might be a little flicker into it. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman reigns completely uh, destroyed Kane and Seth Rollins. Until Seth Rollins again used his briefcase to try and get out of a match.
1: Enjoyed the heck out of Seth in this match. Yeah, I thought I thought just the sniveling, scheming heel thing that he's doing during the match, including all his talking. He's great.
0: Yeah, so we've we've gone through a few matches on this show. We talked about all the matches there have been, but not really any of them went too long. This was another two minute match, and none of them were really clean either. Nope. Uh, so. Yeah. Roman Reigns gets the win via DQ. Again, Seth Rollins and Kane kinda kinda back up. There was there was cinder block involvement in this. You know, they Kane and Seth Rollins threatened to basically drive Roman Reigns' head into another pile of cinder blocks. Didn't happen. Roman Reigns stronger than Dean Ambrose, so he got out of it.
1: Naturally. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's the big man. Dean Ambrose is the small little kid.
1: At six four.
0: Yeah. So this was another attempted murder on the show, our fourth reference to death. They tried to kill Roman <laughs> Reigns with these I, cinder blocks.
1: I think you're shoehorning that one in, Rob. Hey,
0: if they can eulogize Dean Ambrose for the same move, they're obviously threatening death on Roman Reigns. So, of course, the announcers transition from this attempted murder to plug the WWE Network.
1: That's <laughs> transition that they do for solemn points to upbeat, hard-selling.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe oh this would have worked God. out more.
1: It's, like it, casey, it's the casey case of coming out of an upbeat song to do about the
0: death of a poodle. Might have might have worked better if they just waited until after the next segment when the Matadors face Slater Gator. You got the little uplifting, heartwarming moment where Los Matadores beat Slater Gator. You know, Titus and Heath are fighting with themselves again. Now you cannot give them a title shot because now they're on the losing streak. But before I- this... They should have been my, the champs. Baby. I know.
1: Oh, my note was that uh, they got a promotion to fight two full sized men after losing to two not so full sized men. Yeah, which angered me. That those are gonna be your next tag champs, Hornswoggle and uh, El Torito. Nope. Happening.
0: You know what I it's- noticed? Because we didn't have uh, we didn't have any Zeb Culture on the show, and we didn't have. Uh, who else did we not have on the show? Obviously, Stephanie and Triple H, but no, Zeb well, Coulter I, is the I, biggest one.
1: I don't know the point you're going to make, going, so I can't
0: answer this question. Is I'm going at the point that, do you, have you ever watched the JBL and Cole show? You have, right? Yes. Zeb Coulter is a big part of the JBL and Cole show. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't at these shows and Zack Ryder wasn't at these shows, what are they going to do for the JBL and Cole show this week?
1: Oh, nothing but Alicia Fox. <laughs> I
0: don't know if she was there either. Oh, it's yeah. going to be an all JBL episode. Maybe Michael Cole will come back.
1: Moggle. Yeah.
0: I uh, that's what I was thinking about at this point when there was no Zeb. Was like, what are they going to do on JBL? That's how bad the show was up to this point. I you was thinking da- about the JBL and Cole were daydreaming
1: show. You dreaming about internet shows during a 3-hour raw. The
0: JBL and Cole show is the best thing they got going. Love it. Uh, True. Bo Dallas beat up Kofi Kingston. Beat him via pinfall after a slightly not so fluid bodog kind of slipped off the ropes there, didn't quite hit it very well, but he managed to do it. And then after the match, Jack Swagger comes out, does a belly-to-belly suplex on Bo Dallas, plants him down, and the crowd boos Jack Swagger.
1: Mm.
0: Why would you beat up this guy that we like, Bo Dallas? And this was a crowd that was not very loud. They did not react to a lot of stuff on this show. But Jack Swagger probably got two of the top four reactions, both in cheers when he was facing Rusev and then in boos when he attacked Bo Dallas.
1: They didn't have a lot to cheer, to be honest with you.
0: This crowd was all about reacting to Jack Swagger.
1: Well, uh, interesting that that the Mark Henry Rusev storyline was kind of dropped this week,
0: too. Yep. But uh, let's continue. Yep, it was dropped. Uh, John Cena, the Destroyer, is back. He wrestled Bray Wyatt in what was supposed to be the main event. He completely destroyed Bray Wyatt. I mean, John Cena was Brock Lesnar, and Bray Wyatt was John Cena.
1: This is the right move at the wrong time and the wrong guy to do it against. John Cena was suplexing Bray
0: Wyatt all this over the is, place. This he was is,
1: beating the, him up. This is part of the superhero comes back from the dead storyline where the superhero decides he's been taken advantage of one too many times and takes it out on a B-villain. The problem is, he hasn't had time to rehab from being killed. And also, that Bray Wyatt is supposedly, or (laughs) around WrestleMania, we're talking about he's your next top heel in the company. This isn't the guy to do this to right now. Do it to Eric Rowan. Do it to Cesaro right now, since he's fallen so far. I mean, Bray hasn't fallen that far. Do it to Ryback, since he's a, you know, he's Brock Light.
0: You could have done it to one a, of those guys. I mean, the story of Bray Wyatt, it makes sense because they did have a rivalry, and this yes. is John Cena. I mean, in what they and were thinking.
1: To, and that's how I had to classify it in my head was, well, it makes sense because of the WrestleMania match, but still, this is the guy that was supposed to be your next top heel, and and, and you just, you cream him. Yeah. When, there are, when there are guys lower on the, there are bigger geeks on the card you could have done this to and not damaged them. So Luke Harper I think, I think and, uh, Bray's dead. I think Bray is died. dead as a character now.
0: Well, he's probably been on that More road close. to be.
1: He might be Monty Python. He might not be dead yet, and he could get better, but they're putting him in the
0: wheelbarrow. If you want to rehab him, start doing six-mans again, because the people will get into it. Um, Yeah, Luke Harper and Rowan were at ringside, and eventually they just couldn't take their hero and their leader being beaten up like this, so they interfered.
1: Let me holla at you, player.
0: Mark Henry and the Big Show ran down to try and even the odds. And then holla, holla. during commercial, the ghost of Teddy Long came out and made this a tag team match since The Undertaker was unavailable. Uh, we got a tag Brad, team. Brad, Six- Brad Maddox also unavailable, as was Vicky Guerrero. I miss Brad. Wonder you, where he is. He's on the JBL and Cole show, isn't he? Maybe he'll be the one on this week. Maybe. There you go. The Wyatt family against John Cena, Big Show, and Mark Henry. Uh, they kind of kept John Cena out of it for the most part. Ended up getting the hot tag, and he was super seen as it continued. He uh, gave an AA to everybody. Gave one to Luke Harper. Gave one to Bray Wyatt. Gave one to Rowan. Just triple threat. Aing everyone. To the point where Big Show and Mark Henry were standing at ringside. Cheering him. Well, they were cheering him on, but they were also looking in amazement. Like, how was this guy doing it? Like, there was a camera pan to them where they were just standing there stunned. Like... Oh my God, we're kind of scared of this guy. This is a John Cena we haven't seen before. This guy is going for the kill. Mm -hmm. Not just going for the win. He was going for the kill. He was killing the Wyatts.
1: Odd that there are two storylines now in John Cena's continuity that have gone after this storyline and never got it out of him. The Bray Wyatt story and the Kane rise against hate story. I don't care. I know
0: the super scene of John Cena, this guy who is going to kill. The show ends with him hugging a fan at ringside.
1: And popping his spine because he was so powered up.
0: I could have gone without the nice moment. You want to be super killer Cena? Yeah. S- you stand in the ring and you stare at the camera and you're super killer Cena.
1: Well, it goes to the whole, you know, Henry and show cheering him on. I think they should have pulled him off at one point. Could
0: what have are done you that. doing? Yeah, you're
1: maybe- not like this.
0: Right. Could have done that. I thought yeah, the look was...
1: I thought that's what they're going for at first, and then they didn't. Wait, you, like, still hmm. got,
0: you still got quite a few weeks until the next show, so now it's what do you do at this point? We know John Cena's back. Is he just going to kill dudes over the next three weeks? I think so. Is he going to kill that's... fan favorites? Might we see no. like a John Cena beating up... Uh, who can you beat up? Zack Ryder?
1: No, he's not going to beat him up. Mark but Henry. I could, see, I could see them doing a return six-man match, and he accidentally AAs Mark Henry.
0: Kind of like he was just in a zone. Yeah. yeah, I could, could see do. him do
1: that. But, could do that, yeah. But now you're at peak. I mean, this. Is, where do you go up from here? Well,
0: you, <laughs> in terms uh, of Cena, in terms you, of
1: in terms of the rehab of you Cena, give, it's like you give
0: John Cena the title back, and now the champions.
1: You're gonna get wacky Cena on one of these weeks. We could. Oh, we, I, I get that feeling.
0: I I, I really hope they don't, because that would be the ruiner of it.
1: Everybody hopes they don't,
0: but. <laughs> that was uh WWE Raw. WWE main event tonight. I believe we had a match announced between Rob Van Dam and Seth Rollins. I think was oh, our it can't
1: be. It has to be Rob Van Dam versus Cesaro. That's all they've been running.
0: I think that was the main event that uh Seth Rollins and Rob Van Dam is indeed the main event Van? of main event. Wow. Yeah. they just do this also? Uh probably.
1: On Raw? I on believe. main event,
0: I think, actually.
1: Or on main event. No, I, you're right. I, I that, think they did that was on the one that event. that was the one that replaced the uh The Rusev-Sheamus main event, right? Or am I I misremembering? That could be it.
0: Probably, I guess.
1: So that was WWE Raw.
0: Next Mm. week, we're going to talk about the continued rise of John Cena. But before we go, I have a trivia question for you. Oh, okay. This is WWE related. Mm. I want you to name Jeff Hawkins. Who were the last... or Or I should say, who were the members... Of the last ever incarnation of the active NWO. So this is WWE NWO. Who were the last ever members of the NWO? Can you name them? To kind of play off of the NWO episode of Monday Night War that debuted on the network today.
1: So this this would be post comeback into WWE.
0: Yeah, this is um, the last ever incarnation of an active NWO. So of course, I'm not talking about Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan. No, but they were part of it, weren't they? I'm talking about the last ever incarnation of the NWO when Vince McMahon was, killed them off. Because
1: I was thought it was them, Booker T and Shawn Michaels for some reason. Oh, well, what's your answer? That's my answer. I don't. I don't really know. I'm taking a guess. All right.
0: Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Kevin Nash. Right. The Big Show,
1: huh? Forgot about him. And yeah, the like... X
0: Pac were the oh, okay. final members of the NWO. And Booker then Kevin, was out. Booker had been
1: fired. Oh, that's right, okay. by Sean.
0: Mm. And then Diesel tore his quad, and the NWO was disbanded by Vince McMahon. In the following weeks, that was the let's, last ever incarnation of the NWO.
1: Let's never speak of it again.
0: Big Show. All right. Next week we're going to be back. We're going to be talking about WWE, the continued rise of John Cena.
1: Oh, I'll tell you something.
0: Bionic John Cena.
1: Go go to the network. Go to Starcade 85, the Gathering. Go watch Magnum TA versus Tully Blanchard I Quit match. It's right. my possibly my favorite match ever. Tully Blanchard being my favorite wrestler ever. And it's booked like a fight should be booked. It's two wrestlers fighting. So you're not going to see holds. And it doesn't go terribly long, but it is down and dirty, and it does have real heat. And it reminded me so much of the atmosphere surrounding Brock and uh, John Cena.
0: It's also starting to become Wrestling Observer, uh, the newsletter Hall of Fame season. Mm. So if you want all your Hall of Fame coverage, go to VoicesOfWrestling.com. We'll see if Sting gets in this year. We'll see if Edge gets in. Rock and Roll Express. Yeah. So if you want your coverage, go to voicesofwrestling.com. We will be back on Shake Them Ropes next week at some point. Maybe Tuesday. Maybe every day of the week. Probably really? not. No, probably not. Uh unless
1: You <laughs> see that's something you drop maybe every day.
0: Unless there's breaking news that happens. Um yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to uh everyone for participating in the show last week and for uh Basically telling your friends about us. If you like yeah. the show, tell your friends. We appreciate yeah, the growth.
1: You, if you hate the show, tell your friends. We'll, we'll take anybody who, who either likes or hates us.
0: We appreciate the growth from Austria to Australia to the U.S. All of our fans in New Brunswick. Liechtenstein. And elsewhere. That's all for this week on Shake Them Ropes. We'll see you next week. Ta-da. If you would like to get in contact with us here at Shake Them Ropes, there are plenty of ways to do so. Follow us on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes to get our upcoming recording schedule, as well as call-in information and the topics we'll be discussing. You can email us at rob at com. That's rob at com. Or give us a call with your comments and opinions anytime. Our landline number is 260 494 3811 and our Skype name is Let's Say Things. That's L-A-T-S-S-A-Y-T-H-I-N-G-S. Let's Say Things on Skype. You can call us anytime, whether we're recording or not. Just leave a voicemail with your comments and we can play them on our next show. Also, if we are recording live, you can call in and talk to us live, and that'll be on our next show. All call-in info will be posted on our Twitter at Shake Them Ropes so you can follow that Twitter handle and know exactly when we'll be taking your live calls. If you like the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. We do have all our subscription info up on the About page at shakethemropes.com. It'll have links to the iTunes feed, the Stitcher feed, and our RSS feed, so you can put it into any podcasting platform on your Android phone, tablet, whatever the case may be. Uh, so go to the about page at shake them ropes.com. You can also find us on the voices of wrestling podcast network at voices wrestling on Twitter and voices voices of wrestling covers the world of WWE independence and is your premier source in the U S for new Japan pro wrestling coverage. Visit voices in a world.